On today's episode, we give you everything you need to have a spooktastic Halloween season. Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. Boom. We here. In the now. We're live. In the present. We're somebody here? I, don't I just think heard so. a Yeah. That you I don't, it sounded the same, right? Yeah. But I, I wasn't like sitting on him. Yeah. I must have just probably it. somebody freaking out like I hate it just right. <laughs> so what's up? Man, what a week, right? Good good morning. Good mor good morning. Why is it why is it what a week? What happened? Oh, it's been it's been a long week. Yeah. I think it yeah. felt like it dragged on quite a bit. My son practically missed a whole week of school uh, well, being sick. That's probably why it felt like a long week to you. My week has felt really short cuz Saturday yeah. I got off super early. Yeah. And then yesterday I had a cancellation, called my late one in early, mm -hmm. got off early. Yeah. So I've actually still, had a pretty chill week. Yeah. It's, it was still light outside when you left. Yeah. And Saturday I left mad early. Um, but that was, you know, we had sleepovers happening and stuff like that. So what's no, new? Um, Nothing really. What have you watched this week? Uh. Taking a Deborah Logan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, talked about that originally when it was. I like that one. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, originally, when I watched it, it was when it was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I mean, that I, movie's probably like it came out like maybe twenty thirteen. Yeah, 2015. something like that. It's pretty old at this um, point. But I'd never fully watched it all the way through, and I remember seeing like the is it GIF or GIF? Okay, let's get political. <laughs> Controversial. All right. All right. The creator of the graphics integrated format uh -huh. has come out to say that it is pronounced GIF. But here's my issue with that, okay? Okay. Uh, we have to consider common vernacular, okay? So even if it's not the original uh, intended pronunciation, I think the common tongue is GIF. Mm -hmm. Also, if GIF is an acronym short for graphic integrated format, Graphic is not pronounced graphic. Yeah. Why would it be GIF? You know? Yeah. Like well, the we... word that it's short for does not have the soft G sound. Yeah. So I think it's GIF. I think he's he's literally wrong about his own creation. Is oh. that important? Do you know who that is? Yeah, can we pause that real quick? Let's take a quick five. We're not going to take an ad break. We're just we're going to be right back. Hold on. <sighs> every Monday, every Monday. I know. The school calls you. And the thing that is baffling me today is that it's Columbus Day and school is not in session. Yeah. Why are they calling you? Probably as a reminder call, say, hey, there's no school. They're calling. They're just like, hey, we just assume Luke did something today. You know, that's what I'm assuming. You know, <laughs> we just want to go ahead and preemptively call. We're just, it's Monday. This is the time we call. We're just assuming it happened again. If it's like something like that, like, hey, there's no school or whatever, yeah. send a text. Uh, 
so Canon school, like there's like a text thread thing and like reminders come through text yeah. and all this other stuff. They yeah. do that too, but like that's what I'm saying. What could they possibly need on a day where school's not even in session and he's not even there? I don't know. And that they got to call you. I don't know. If that, voice, if that voicemail comes through, we're going to listen to it live on the podcast. Okay, yeah, that's right. completely fine. <laughs> on speaker. Yeah. I need to know what is so damned important. I was like, worst case scenario, his mom took him to school. Nah, the assistant principal <laughs> has a reminder set on his phone, and he's like, oh, oh, damn. Mr. Collins is trying to record the podcast. Right? I need to call <laughs> We got to hit him up. <laughs> uh, okay, what were we talking about? Taking of Deborah, Deborah Logan, Logan and, which uh, is Jif. a found footage horror movie, which uh, it would technically be considered found footage, but, I mean, if anything, it's uh, storytelling. What, no, it's what they call a mockumentary, where it's like a fake documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it'd be called a um, mockumentary because it's like but it's even a fiction in that movie. Term doesn't but seem it would I, fit, but I know what that's. You're I think to that's say. what yeah, it yeah. technically is. Yeah, because yeah. the whole like first like thirty minutes of the movie is like a mockumentary documentary about like a lady that has Alzheimer's. Yeah, and what it's like her daughter that's that's doing trying. It, yeah, yeah. Right? her daughter was the one that reached out to them about doing it because they needed the money. Yeah, all that, and um, but then it goes. Yeah, it, it goes south. Yeah, she like, and fits, I actually this yeah. is a very old movie, so we should really don't have to worry about like spoilers. No, however. It is a very obscure movie. Like yeah. A lot of people haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would recommend uh, that you watch it. If you want to watch it, spoiler free, um, skip forward about two minutes. Yeah. Maybe three minutes, okay? Um, Starting now. All right. On the topic At of- the end, though? Yeah, that's why I was bringing about <laughs> the GIF, because that's where I originally saw- Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the one I where the, she's like- She's in a cave yeah. with the snake head thing. Yeah. So what you need to know is there's like a weird thing about snakes in this movie. Yeah. And at the end, it turns into like a straight found footage horror movie. They're chasing her like through like a cave. Yeah. Trying to find her because they well, think I think she it's like just, the basement. Okay, but or a I remember it being like there's like weird rock formations. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but they weren't like in a cave. I don't think. I think it was like a cellar or like a okay, something like that or a basement. Long but, story short, she like dislocates her jaw like a snake. Yeah, and her mouth stretches like big enough to like. There's a part where the camera like whips around the corner and she like has like half a human hanging out. Her yeah, mouth, and it's and so it's tight. Just, it, it's tight, but it's like yeah. super creepy. And you don't you don't like. Uh, like I said, the beginning of the movie feels like a expose on like mental health, and then yeah. creepy stuff starts happening. But you just assume like, oh, this is going to be another like ghost possession movie yeah. type thing. But then it ends almost kind of like a monster, like creature feature. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a good one. It's done very well. It, um, I it, assume it didn't have like the biggest budget, but yeah, it, was... it, it feels kind of indie. Um, and it came out at the time before, like, everything was, like, a Netflix original and stuff. That know? and I want to say it was one of those, back when they did, like, the, ooh, eight films to die for. It might it might have been one of those weird, like. Maybe. But I think it was, like, its own standalone. Yeah, but it, it never came out in theaters or anything. No, no, It was no, a straight-to-DVD no. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which surprises me because it's so good. That movie kind of, like, freaks me out mm-hmm. about old ladies. Especially um, because of the way it builds up and the progression that it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say the way it ends, it doesn't, like, you kind of don't see it coming. No, it's not predictable. Yeah. Um, that and then the scene where they're in the attic and she's messing with the, because uh, she used to be a uh, messenger or whatever, and they used to do it through, like, this, like, 
it's like a computer. Um, and she's like upstairs, like messing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, messing with it. And she's like butt ass naked, and it's, it's yeah, just but weird. She's old, so yeah, it's, it's not even tight. Yeah, yeah. it's freaking creepy. <laughs> All right, um, th- it's probably been like two minutes. So, yeah, yeah, you know, spoiler stuff. We'll stop there, just for anyone that did skip. However, highly recommend that movie, especially now that it's spooky season. Yeah, um, you know. Like you said, it's like a mental health movie. And um, you watched it on Netflix? It's still on Netflix? Uh, no, it's on Amazon. Amazon, okay. And I know uh, a and majority of people. Like it's free have, Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime Video. So if you are compiling your list of spooky movies to watch for spooky season, definitely add that one, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. And it's also, you know, it it is reminiscent for me of um, that Shyamalan movie. I think it's called The Visit. About the two kids that go stay with their grandparents, and it's that's also like Shyamalan's version of a found footage horror movie. Have you seen that one? I don't think so. I would say if you like, I've only seen this, a handful of Shyamalan movies. If you liked uh, the Taking of Deborah Logan, add that to your list as well. I think it's called The Visit. Um, I know the Village. It's like two, like a, a brother sister. Okay. Um, older sister, younger brother, go stay with like grandparents for like you know a, a week this summer, something like that. I don't know. It's not like a Hansel and Gretel and the, type thing. The little it? boy like decides that he's gonna film everything. So it's kind of like okay. Shyamalan does found footage, where it's it, so it's not as like uh, found footagey as like OG Blair Witch or like Paranormal yeah. Activity, you know, because it's still like Shyamalan. He's got a little bit more of a budget. Mm-hmm. I think he can't help himself but to. direct scenes you know yeah so a lot of the stuff that you 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 know it's not just like shaky camera for an hour and a half you know so um i think that that, that's a good one and i wish i want you to watch that so we can talk about it you know what we should do we should compile a list of like our top 10 horror movies Uh that can be like uh our recommendations for like october viewing yeah, so, like, our listeners can have, like, a list of, like, oh, we're going to go through the list, the Iron Right yeah, be, podcast <laughs> list, you know? Yeah, that'd be tight. And then we can discuss them and stuff. Well, you do five, I do five. Yeah. You know what? Maybe whenever we take our first ad break, we'll take, like, ten minutes and come up with a list and we can discuss that when yeah, we come back. Yeah, that's tight. I think most of our episodes this month are going to be, be somewhat spooky-related, spooky yeah. Except for one special one. You know what? That's what we need to talk about. I, I think not. that's what I was hinting towards. Like it was been it been a long week. Yeah, because that little segment for me, where it was only like thirty minutes, felt like six hours for me. You talking about uh, the fight? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk. Yeah. Let's touch on that. I would like to say first and foremost, I could not possibly be any more proud mm-hmm. or excited to know. Daniel Heinen, and to call him a friend. And work next to him. And work next to him. Literally, our stations touch yeah. butts, you know. <laughs> Daniel had his professional boxing debut this mm-hmm. week. My man is literally a professional boxer. Yeah, he is. I want to say um, Daniel did lose in the end, mm-hmm. okay? But that man, for four and a half rounds, fought like a demon. Like, yeah. he never stopped swinging. And... And it, it ended on like a TKO, but had it gone to points, yeah, he Daniel would have won, won, yeah, because he sure. landed like no kidding, probably ten times more hits than the other than his opponent. Yeah, I would even say thirty. 
I mean, it, it was a lot. Yeah. He was swinging for the fences. And mm-hmm. I think maybe I'm not a boxing guy, you yeah. know, like I don't know the ins and outs. I know I would last a quarter of a round before I had to go Same. sit in the corner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> but maybe that's that's what got him in the end. You yeah, know, I, I think, think so. Because you could tell like he was tired. But what what also, so what people need to understand, we'll go backwards, Okay. Daniel is in a specified weight class. Daniel had a fight set up, mm-hmm. okay, that he had been training for. He has been training for for months. You yeah. know what I mean? Pro- but maybe years. since he's yeah. been here. As long as he's been here, yeah. I know he's been training to box. Um, his opponent backed out. Mm-hmm. His opponent dropped out. So Daniel's fight got canceled. And then literally his fight was on Saturday. Today's Monday. Like two weeks ago, yeah. he got the news that he had a new opponent. Yeah. This new opponent is 12 years younger than him, mm-hmm. like five or six inches taller than him, yep. in a completely higher weight class than him. Yeah, so he had to put on weight within yeah. two weeks. He had like 10 days to move up a weight class. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was his first ever fight. He is older. He's a little shorter. His reach was definitely a lot, lot less. The yeah. other di- dude's arms were a lot longer. So it, it was like, it was yeah. an underdog fight, 100%. Yeah. Um, and so that having been said, you know, like, uh, and the other dude just has had a little bit more experience, things like that. Yeah. You know, so it was going to be an uphill struggle for Daniel to win this fight regardless, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But the way he performed and how far he got in the fight, I mm-hmm. think, is 10 times more than what what even, like, people were expecting. Not yeah. necessarily like us, but, like, the people, people in boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. <clears throat> Everyone thought that he was just going to get demolished. And there was a couple times where, like, that dude stumbled. Like, he, yeah. he kind of rocked that dude, yeah. you know. I remember, uh, I think it was, like, the third round he hit him with, like, an uppercut. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like that dude's head snapped yeah, back, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, dude had whiplash for sure. It was, and it was just so fun. It was fun. Yeah, to just see Daniel reach a goal. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he's been training. He's been planning. He's been looking forward to this fight, and it was so cool to see him in that ring, cameras on him, people cheering, knowing that like win or lose yeah. like he he made it there i was really glad i was able to find to where i can watch it online because yeah, i um, spent i literally spent probably 30 45 minutes googling stuff before you even sent me that leak trying to find it and i couldn't find yeah. it i don't know how you found that well i had um it was in suggested on instagram it was like the promoter or whatever and i saw he was like yeah. in one of the slides or whatever I went to the page I was looking, and then uh, it was saying, like, streaming on Twitch. So I went ahead and made a Twitch account, downloaded it on the mm. PS4, put it on in the lobby. Me, Gibbs, and Maddie were watching it. Uh, Austin was still tattooing at the moment. But yeah. he took a break, like, as soon as, like, the first round started, and he started watching some of it. But it was really exciting. Was the shot uh, just slow? Or did, like, Gibbs and Maddie's, like, clients oh, yeah, they stop finished early. to watch, too? No, 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 oh, they, they finished, finished early. Yeah. yeah, that timing couldn't um, have been better. And yeah. that was that was the day that I left to go home early. Yeah. So yeah. me and Shelby actually like got on my phone and watched it together. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, I was very happy. I found that. Yeah. That link. Uh, Shout out Daniel, man. Heck yeah. And well, I wanted to say because um, my grandpa used to box uh, back in his like younger days. I say like twenties in Germany. Really. And um, what is it about Germans, dude? I don't know. <laughs> um, but like back in the day, boxing used to be like. fighting 50% entertainment I feel like nowadays like boxing is just like 
win or lose. Like yeah. there's there's no But dude, like back when your grandpa boxed, like it was just two fat guys in a ring going. Oh yeah, you know for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, no doubt. Now everyone's like everyone, everyone. Yeah. And that's the thing is if you watch Daniel stand next to that dude in that ring, that dude he was fighting was yeah. a beast. Yeah. But if you come to Iron Right and get yeah. tattooed by Daniel, like he's in amazing shape. Yeah. He's literally the second oldest person at this shop and he's probably in the best shape of everyone at this shop yeah. you know mm-hmm. like david's like jacked but yeah. daniel actually is like cut and jacked you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah, yeah um and 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 then in the ring like that other dude like was taller than him and yeah. had a longer re- you know what i mean yeah. so it's no longer just like tough guys no. Like it's like dudes that have trained and committed their whole yeah. life to be able to get in the ring and do this, you know. Yeah. So it's um. Well, I think my biggest complaint is like very athletic. The it is smarter to do like to kind of like wear them out and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, it's and just that's not definitely as entertaining. That's definitely what Daniel's opponent. That yeah. Was his he he played the long game. Mm-hmm. He expended very little energy and played completely defensively. And and in the in the end, it got him the win. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um. Like I said, it it was luck. Yeah. He happened to land a good hit on the jaw, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in a time where Daniel was already very tired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But had had he not not put Daniel down, Daniel would have won. Like yeah. had it gone to points, Daniel had that yeah. entire fight. He had that dude against the ropes. He he was yeah. like, I remember there was one part, and I was lucky enough to screen record it, where he probably bopped that dude like seven times, yeah. and the dude like, like it took every one of them to the head. At no point did he like yeah. defend himself. It was no. just like bing bing bing. One bing, after bing. the other. Yeah. Um. So cool. Yeah. Congrats to Daniel. Yeah. I can't Very wait to see the him. second fight. I hope this is just like the beginning. Yeah. You know, and he he really just keeps that steam i bet he's more pumped up and ready to fight now than he was even before you know i feel that too now that he's done it you know it's like uh you know it reminds me like being in bands and you would always like practice and practice and practice and then you'd book your first gig and you're like practicing and then then you finally played the show you know what i mean and it was just like it's kind of a relief that you got like the first one out of the way. You just want to do it all over yeah. again, and then yeah. and then it like reignites the fire. Yeah, because now all you can think about is playing shows, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm sure all Daniel can do right now is just think about like when do I get to yeah. book the next fight? When do yeah. I get to book the next? I'm pretty fight? sure he went to training the next day or something. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, he's he's insane. Um, that's what he does. Yeah. And we actually started that because I was talking about episodes of the podcast. Yeah, and. Our good, good buddy and Daniel's best friend in the whole world, Max. Max. Or, um, as Daniel calls him, Maxipad. Maxipad. <laughs> uh, another German fellow, currently living in Germany. But uh, he came out last October. He was yeah, supposed to was be almost, here for two weeks. Yeah, he stayed whole for like, year. like five weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like. At the end of his two weeks, he was like, oh, I'm staying another week. You yeah, know? Yeah. And like at the end of that week, I was like, yeah, I think I pushed back again. You <laughs> yeah. know? He, I think it was it was either four or five yeah, weeks. It was, yeah, it was quite a while. But uh, whenever he comes into town, we are going to make it a point to have both of them on the podcast. Both of them on the same episode. And uh, Max trains with Daniel, too. Well, yeah. I feel like Daniel bullies Max into training. Yeah. 
Like when he comes out here, he, he comes out here to tattoo and take a vacation, and Daniel still makes him wake up at like six every morning and box and train. <laughs> There's Germans else. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, that they went uh, training one day and like they're all like posing outside and like Max is in like socks and flip flops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. So this month, uh, I mean, this is already going to be the, wow. Well, cause I think my, I think the last episode released on like October 1st. So like yeah. literally the first day. And then, so this will be the third episode we've released in October. Mm-hmm. So that means we still have Max to do and we still need to do the Halloween episodes. So yeah. we've got a pretty busy month. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for the podcast. Um, an exciting month. So I think today is not going to be the movie episode. I still have plans for that one. Yeah. We can push but I back. think a good portion of today should be the spooky movie episode. So today's going to be um, Halloween movie recommendations. That'll be at least a small portion yeah. of today's episode, okay? Um, do you have anything else that happened this week that you want to talk about during, like, intro stuff? Um, I'm trying to think. There was something when else. We, when we come back from break, I want to talk about yeah. spooky movies. Um, I think that was really it. Oh, this is only for local people. No one no one else will care. But if you are local to this area, the Game Exchange in Temple, and I'm only saying that one because that's the one that I have verified. I don't know if the other ones are doing it. Yeah. Is currently doing 20 DVDs for $10. That's a deal. Me and Shelby went in there and spent 20 bucks and walked out with 40 DVDs. Were they spooky movies? And they're like, we actually got like 60 DVDs. Because like I found like a... Don't don't even judge. All right, don't even judge. Okay, right. Shelby had mentioned that she's never seen any of the Twilight movies. Okay. okay, so we're getting all these DVDs for literally like fifty cents a pop. You know, yeah. so I was like, well, this would be a great time for her to see that without us having to like pay for it. So I go through, I find the Twilight movies. You know, and there's five of them. Yeah, because there's Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and then Breaking Dawn. Dawn. There's like two. part one and two. Yeah. But then I found a pack that had all five in one box. So that counted as one DVD. Really? Yeah. So what, I got five Twilight movies for 50 cents. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to judge you. You know why? Why? Because Pattinson. But, dude, and I got so many movies that I would not buy. If was it, it were. for that yeah. deal, you know? I was yeah. just throwing random crap. She got, like, house money. <laughs> you know, that uh, Anna Ferris, yeah, where she's what? like a Playboy buddy sorority girl or whatever. So, um, legally blonde spinoff or something. I watched a really like good it. movie with he plays the vampire in the cell in 30 Days a Night, the one that's locked up in the cage the whole movie. Yeah. And he's also in Hell or High Water, he plays one of the brothers. Um, he did a movie called Galveston, which is like a drama, dramatic, like redneck country people type thing it's like it kind of got the same vibe as like hell or hot water okay but like just saw the cover i'm like oh i like this dude i've been to galveston cool (laughs) 50 cents let's check it out Uh, and there was a ton of stuff like underworld i'm not even a huge fan but i found a box set that had all the underworld movies i mean they're entertaining and that's the thing for 50 cents you know so we got we got stocked up so we got bought 40 dvds and it was like wound up being it's probably about 60 movies total because everything that I found um, that was part of a series, I would immediately look to see if there yeah. was a box set. And almost every time there was. So it was tight. You remember how many bags you walked out with? Two. Two grocery bags, like Walmart bags. 
Really? Filters. I mean, DVD cases aren't big, dude. Yeah, like bro. a stack of twenty is literally only like this big. Oh yeah, good point. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, a foot. I was thinking like you're walking out with a shopping cart that you pulled from like the <laughs> store next door. Forty sounds more impressive than it looks. Yeah, but then you start flipping through, you know. Yeah. And yeah, we were just buying stupid stuff j- just cause, you know. And I know they probably have an insane overstock of DVDs, which is why they're yeah. doing that. You know, nobody even buys DVDs yeah. anymore. But yeah, every game exchange I've been to, the one in Code, the one in Clean, and one in Temple, they always have like shelves of DVDs. Yeah. So and obviously the the 4Ks and the Blu-rays are not part of the deal. Yeah. It's just for DVDs, but box sets seem to be included in it. That's crazy. Yeah. Because you would think, uh, like, say, uh, I don't know, Lost. Yeah. How many seasons is that? 14? Mm-hmm. No. Lost? Lost? Six. Oh, is it? Six seasons. But still, you can yeah. get the entire series of Lost and still get 14 more DVDs for $10. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyone local uh, that wants to take some of them, maybe like, like I got the... And I'm pretty sure, like, I already own it, but I, I have literally probably, like, 2,000 DVDs. I kind of forget what I own, but I'm like, uh-huh. it's 50 cents. Who cares if I own two copies? Did you happen to find so Frasier? Uh, I think they have it, but I, I already own all that. Oh, so, okay, yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I, f- I stumbled across Chronicles of Riddick. So I was like, oh. So I snagged that, and then I went and found Pitch Black, yeah. and I snagged that, <laughs> then I went and found Riddick, and I snagged that. You know, I was like, cool, I just got the whole set, you know, for $1.50. But that, you didn't they didn't get, have a box set. You didn't one. get all the Fast and the Furious movies? Uh, they didn't have them all, or I would have. They were missing a couple of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> I figured I would've. you would have got those. Yeah, no, but I, I did. Like, I just started grabbing stupid stuff, but yeah, I'm, like, happy well. to have it, because, like I said, we spent $20, and I got probably, like, 60 movies, you know? Um. DVD quality is still pretty decent, too. I mean, it's 1080. Yeah, you if know? you got, like, a it, big TV. You can I think still... what matters is the quality of your television, like, refresh rates, stuff yeah. like that, and also the quality of what you're playing it on. Yeah. You know? If you're playing it on a DVD player, um, it's probably not going to look as good as if it's, like, a you... Blu-ray player that, like, upscales. Yeah. Are you playing it on your PS4? You no. Uh, we actually went out and bought a DVD player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, I... This is the dumbest part, okay? Yeah. I had a DVD player in our bedroom. Okay. I lost the remote. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> but at this point, a DVD player, we literally found one at Dollar General for 20 bucks. I was like, let's just get a new DVD player for the bedroom. Dang, like, it 20. It's a little bit more expensive than what I would expect for just, a DVD. It's just a DVD player. It doesn't do Blu-rays or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like the Blu-ray ones are still like 60 bucks. Yeah, but it know? got that Dollar General tax on it. You ever notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah like You're paying stuff. for the convenience of shopping yeah. in a small town and not having to go to Walmart, <laughs> yeah. you know? Regardless, so for 40 bucks total, I got a DVD player and 40 DVDs to watch on it, you know? 60 DVDs, more or less. It came with a remote, right? It came with a remote. Okay. The remote has too many buttons. That would have been... This remote has like 75 <laughs> buttons on it, you know? It's got so many buttons that you can't like learn where the buttons are. Yeah, you... M- it's like um all my other remotes i know exactly where every button is so in the in the dark of my bedroom i can fully operate a remote <laughs> yeah. this remote i have to turn on my cell phone flashlight to figure out how to like turn on subtitles or go to the menu it's like the uh there's literally the tv like dvd buttons. satellite combo with it, the uh, the, the thing that kills me half the buttons on this remote when i press them a blue box pops up on the screen that just says invalid key. 
<laughs> like half the buttons then don't do it anything. <laughs> it's it's from that era. I you remember. You remember when like you go to somebody's house and be like, "Yeah, I got a big screen." It's, yeah, it's big, right? And then you look in the back and it's like this big old. Yeah, <laughs> you had to carve out a piece of your yeah. living room for yeah. a television. Try wall mounting that. You know? <laughs> I always wanted to take way. one of those old box TVs, the big, big ones, you know, and mm-hmm. convert it to like a fish tank, like a that'd know, be tight, like a three hundred gallon fish yeah, tank. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like uh, dioramas. Yeah, like because um, I think it's like a cool nostalgic way yeah. to have like. But then it's like, it's crazy how much of our living space we used to sacrifice. Yeah, for TV to the size of these televisions, you know. Yeah, thank God for flat screens mounted to the wall. On that note. We'll be back after this ad break. scary yeah spooking ourselves yeah we've been recording the video on the ipad because it records in 4k um and i deleted all the old video this morning but i forgot to clear it from the recently deleted so the storage was full but luckily it recorded the whole beginning portion of the podcast and then it cut out like five minutes after we walked away from the mic so we we really cut it close (laughs) yeah we did but i've cleared the recently deleted cache i hit record so we should be good to go all right we had a lengthy break we did because we went through and compiled the list this is all on the fly uh we have a bad habit if we don't have a guest of not knowing what the hell we're going to talk about yeah okay but this is good it's halloween Mm -hmm. season it's spooky time it's October. This is going to come out um, literally in the middle of October. So you'll have a full two weeks from the time this releases leading up to Halloween to get through this list. Okay. Oh, yeah. We have compiled the first official. Hold on. Where's my button at? Top, Top 10, 10 um, horror movies from my, my tattoo podcast for spooky season. That, that, that's a working title. Uh, it's a little long, but we've compiled a list of our top 10 scary movies. Okay. These are not the top 10 horror movies. These are not our top 10 favorite horror movies, but these are the ones that we think will genuinely freak people out if they haven't seen them because for Mm -hmm. one reason or another, they have freaked us out at some point in our life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've compiled a top 10 list. We're going to go from 10 up to one and we do have a few honorable mentions at the end. So you could have as many as 18 movies by the end of this list. So 16. uh, Well, we also mentioned two at the beginning. Oh yeah, we did. Okay. 18. Good math. Um, So grab some popcorn, grab a notebook, get ready to, to take, was that a notebook sound? Do it again. Wait, and let's talk about the popcorn sound. What was that? <laughs> it's like somebody typing on an Android. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, yeah, let's get into this. We're going to start at number 10 and work our way up to number one. And we have also given these a 0 to 10 rating in increments of 0. 0.5 that we are, this is our 
spooky rating, okay? This mm-hmm. is not us rating the movie. This is us rating the spook factor on the movie. And you actually start our list out at number 10. So why don't we go ahead and get into that? So, um, number 10. 10. Can 10, I get an 10. effect yeah, yeah, on yeah, these yeah. numbers? Hold on. Go ahead. Number, number 10. 10. Do we want that? Do we want an echo or more like a? Give me, give me that again. Number ten. The better. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Number ten. I have OG Saw, the, the original. original Saw movie. Um, as you pointed out to me a couple months ago, it was originally like a. Um, I want to say it film? was. Yeah, I want to say it was term? South by. Yeah. Um, that movie alone should have a lot of star factor because it kind of changed the horror genre it did for a while it did i think the same thing that Shyamalan does yeah you know uh the twist ending the thing Mm -hmm. you don't see coming you know and and it's really hard for us to discuss this list without spoilers so i'm just gonna really hope that maybe you guys have seen this um there's really no way for me to say like oh go to 37 12 if you don't want spoilers so we'll try to keep the spoilers to a minimum um i do think uh that we should touch on what it did in uh, in filmmaking terms mm-hmm. and then what it did to us specifically okay mm-hmm. so i'm gonna let you lead the reins on this one try to keep the spoilers kind of to a minimum yeah. um but this was one of your picks so yeah um i remember when it came out i was pretty young I, I wasn't even 10 at the time i don't think my brother recommended it uh to my mom and we ended up all watching it um kind of like a crime thriller half the movie yeah and it and does take twists other, yeah know? Because half the movie takes place in the basic premise. We won't give away any endings. Um, two guys wake up in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. They're both chained to like a bathtub or something. Yep. And there's a dead body in the middle of the room. They don't know how they got there. They don't know the mm-hmm. connection between them being there. And there's a tape that says like, play me or whatever. Yeah. And they play. And they play a game. And from there, it takes a lot of twists and turns about yeah. why they're there, what their connection is, you know. And I think the the crazy thing about the Saw series, at least the way it started, we won't get into what it's turned yeah. into, you know. But the OG movie um, is it was really about, like, reconciliation, right? Mm-hmm. It was a killer, this crazy killer guy that was punishing these people, but that's what it was. It was a punishment. Yeah. They had done something wrong, and he mm-hmm. wanted them to, like, atone for their yeah, sin. Yeah, and you're learning all this throughout the movie to yes. where it's, like, constant keeping your attention with all these twists and turns, and you don't really see what's really coming. Yes, um, and I will say, uh, without spoiling anything, if you haven't seen the movie, first of all, what are you doing? It's been like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, but there's a reason it's called Saw. Da-dum, da-dum. I'm going to get to the next one on the list, all right? Yeah, hit that. Because, you know, these first earlier ones, like as we get deeper yeah, into them, we'll, we'll probably spend more. a little bit yeah. more time talking on them. So, number nine. I got a good-ass voice, man. <laughs> this is not a super scare. Oh, uh, our rating for Saw. Um, on the spookiness factor, we're going to give it a 7 out of 10. We give that a 7 out of 10. Especially if you haven't seen it, 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 it in the modern horror scene, it would be considered a classic. Mm-hmm. Okay, You need to see this film if you haven't. Um, the scary factor does come a lot from 
the the last 15 minutes of the movie but when i originally saw it i think seven out of ten is fair by today's standards it might not be that scary but you also need to put yourself in the mind frame of when this movie came out yeah okay uh number nine this is not a scary film i actually am going to preemptively uh rat on myself and say that i only give this a four out of ten on the spooky factor but this is a movie i recommend to everyone that i talk about movies with okay this film is called the endless have you even seen it no i haven't i highly recommend it okay the basic premise of this movie is that these two i want to say they're brothers have left a like doomsday like suicide cult Mm -hmm. they left a cult years ago um, events transpire early in the movie where they decide they want to go back to the cult, okay? And, and they're not going back to rejoin. There's like, we're going to the campgrounds to, you know, uh, accomplish XYZ goal, and then we're yeah. coming back home, basically. Uh, over the course of the movie, because it definitely starts very much like those people are crazy, and then things happen and maybe the people do not seem as crazy as you thought they were at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie um so it very much has cults living in a weird camp compound out in the woods type vibes you know midsummer Um, kind of it's it's more like summer camp Okay. Like there's cabins that people live in, but everyone's like wearing normal clothes and stuff, you know. Did you say summer uh, camp? Yeah. Like it, it, I don't want it to sound like summer when I camp say, or sleepaway camp. Well, damn, I just thought of another movie I have to put on my honorable mentions. <laughs> there's gonna be nineteen <laughs> honorable mentions, okay? I have to put this movie down. Um actually this movie the movie that I'm adding to my honorable mentions would have made it on the list if I had thought about it ahead of time. Um but the endless at the end of the day is just a great movie. It's a great movie. Very low budget. Very low budget movie. Um, it was one of those straight to DVD titles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But I will say, it probably has more in common with like Cthulhu alternate dimension time okay. portal type stuff uh-huh. than it does traditional horror movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pockets of time loops around this camp that some people are trapped in some of them are years long some of them are minutes long it's convoluted it's hard to describe but i highly recommend the endless if you haven't seen it a hundred percent that's number nine on this list you have to watch it this halloween season it's not found footage is it it is not and it is one of my few picks that is not found (laughs) footage because i definitely have a type um, so the endless number nine, I give it a four out of 10, but I give it a high recommendation to watch okay. it within the next two weeks leading up to Halloween. And that brings us to number eight, which was one of your picks, but it's one we agreed on. So number eight, cabin in the woods, cabin in the woods, such a meta movie, but it's so good. If you're a fan of the genre, it is a love letter to classic horror films it is every horror film you've ever seen rolled into one movie Mm -hmm. and the way it evolves and progresses over the Mm -hmm. course of the movie is is um i think it's a masterpiece yeah i don't know who wrote or even directed it but it is their max masterpiece yeah um you think it's uh in the beginning thing it's just like a 
generic cabin yeah, in the woods movie. It's literally like group of 20-something young people yeah. decide to go on a camping trip in the woods at a cabin. Like it's your very basic horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then about a little bit before halfway, it <clears throat> just flips and you start yeah. to see what it's actually developing into. And, and then it, it this movie can be described in three acts. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Act one is like traditional horror movie setup. It, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's trying to be. This movie is very tongue-in-cheek. It's very meta. It's very aware of itself. So it wants to set up the most basic horror premise you've ever seen, okay? And it does so flawlessly. Mm -hmm. Halfway through, it becomes act two, and you realize this is something else entirely. Yeah. And then in act three, I feel like it flips again. Yeah, it does. And you're like, this is unlike any horror movie I've ever seen, while also being exactly every horror movie I've ever seen. Oh, man. It's so good. The ending. You you want to do the name drop? I'll let you do the name drop because that's your bay. Say it. Hold on. I'm going to give you the echo for this one. Miss Weaver, bro. Full name, please. Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) Uh, Nathan has a (laughs) gilf attachment to the one and only. I wouldn't say that. She's getting up there, dude. She's got to be. I mean, look, she was really, really, really pretty in the Alien series. You just like the gray nighty she's wearing it's at the end a, of the movie. Don't lie. But for me, it's a tie between Galaxy Quest and the end of Cabin in the Woods. <clears throat> she's pretty in Galaxy Quest. I'll yeah. give you that. She looks good as a blonde. Now then. Uh, but there's also... On the, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, other couple actors. I can't really pinpoint their names, but you'll see oh, their yeah. face and you'll no, notice the, the them. The whole movie is other. full of like, oh, I know that face. Yeah. I know that person. Yada, yada. Um, um, and my favorite, and what's weird is, is there are comedy elements to this movie, but it's mm-hmm. not funny. And it's not one of those comedy horror movies where like the comedy like ruins the horror portion yeah, it's, of it. Um, it's, 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 it's funny because of how tongue in cheek it is. Um, I was going to say, it's not like one of those, mo- like say Marvel. Marvel. They like do the joke, and it's like right after they tell it, they like stare at you, waiting yeah, for you to laugh. I would say, this and it's not, not even like, like jokes because the comedy come from the context of what's happening behind the scenes. And again, I do not want to give any spoilers because yeah. this is a movie that if you haven't seen it, you have to um, watch it. And, and every moment of it is going to be a surprise. Yeah. Okay. Cabin in the Woods. We gave that. A five out of ten on, on the, the scary factor, scale. yeah. But I would give it like a nine out of ten on the storytelling factor, yeah. But scary is what we're rating. We gave it a five out of ten. Um, that takes us to uh, number seven, which is also a pick of yours. Okay. Number seven. <laughs> okay. The Evil Dead remake. Now, specifically, I w- we're talking about the remake. Yes. Um, which is pretty good for this time being because the sequel is coming out next year um i love the franchise and that's why i had to put it on my list because the originals aren't so scary yes and And, and you actually now we'll specify you prefer the originals because you love bruce campbell you love sam raimi yes but we were trying to talk about scary movies yes and the originals are kind of campy almost kind of silly right Um, and with this one, they went with a more serious tone. And I think that's why it makes such a good remake slash reboot because that was something. Yeah. It didn't age that well over time. But when you take the premise of that, of like the cabin in the woods, the friends getting together, yes. and there's this 
demonic presence and and everything they've done it so well to make it modern well and that's it that's it this is your basic horror movie but like mm -hmm. it's like a master class in horror from the directing editing Mm -hmm. storytelling makeup visual effects like it's just that basic horror movie friends Mm -hmm. at a cabin in the woods but it's like done to perfection like this is how it should be done um and they still kept like some of the main things from the original like a crap ton of blood yeah. like like back in like, the day that was like almost really too scary. much you know yeah it was a lot in yeah. the remake and I, I well and there's also like um i think what horror filmmakers are starting to learn mm-hmm. is that making someone feel uncomfortable is more scary than like yeah. a jump scare yeah, right for sure and like uh again without trying to give any spoilers but the scene with the vines out in the woods yes. is really uncomfortable uh very controversial like almost hard now, to watch in you the, know like, in the old one yes they kind of tone it down in this one but this but movie, in this one it, it has a horror feel whereas like yes. i said the og one like everything feels kind of silly and campy yeah it feels like a going to a haunted house where everything's yeah. like supposed to be fun spooky yeah whereas this one is like um way more of like a horror yeah. movie um, and what i really appreciate about this remake slash reboot whatever um is that it's it's trying something new trying to refresh it but still like as a love letter to the og yes, series exactly um this is like you know if a more and this is no shade against sam raimi i think he's mm-hmm. a very talented director but he's not a very serious director no not you know at all saying? and this is like if someone <clears throat> very serious were making a movie to express how much they loved the original mm-hmm. sam raimi you know what i'm saying like it's no shade against sam raimi if anything it's mm-hmm. like it's like an in uh what do they call it an homage yes like, homage to, yes yeah, yeah. to the original sam um, raimi film and there's a homage at the very end no spoilers <laughs> um but great i i highly recommend that movie if nobody's if you haven't seen it and yet. i agree and on a scary factor we actually gave that one a seven and a half yeah. out of ten um because like i said if the og is kind of like a three or a four out of ten because mm-hmm. the silliness kind of really tones down the horror yeah. um this one really puts zero focus on the silliness and yeah. just focuses on the horror mm-hmm. so scary factor we're giving evil dead remake seven and a half out of ten number six that was pretty good. That was good, yeah. I feel like I should do uh, YouTube transitions only, you know? Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> Number 15. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a pretty good impression. Yeah, right? yeah, that was pretty good. Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> that's good, dude. That's spot on. Okay. Number six on the list. This is a guilty pleasure of mine, but again, we are compiling this list as though you have never seen any of these movies, okay? These are just movies you need to see. I have chosen the original Paranormal Activity. Mm -hmm. I do, I will fully admit, I have a guilty pleasure for found footage horror movies. I don't know if that's because I always wanted to be a filmmaker and it feels like a movie I could go and make at my house, you know? Yeah. Um, Or if... Another movie on this list has just ruined me forever, and it has put that in my head. Um, The original Paranormal Activity, I think, was so freaky. They did a great job um, in setting tone, setting in in the way they chose to do the effects, things Mm -hmm. like that, uh, storytelling, stuff like that. 
a lot of people don't care too much for these movies, and that's I think found footage does get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. because it feels like a low-budget cop-out way to tell a movie. Yeah. But I really view it differently. I think yeah. it is a much more authentic, gritty, realistic It's more way. immersive. Well, it's like, what if I was there? Yeah. You know? And there was no director building tension, and it, yeah. it, it feels a lot more like, like, we know it's fake, but it yeah. feels like this it is what it would be like organic. if there was a demon in my attic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, again... If if societal perception or reviews or people, you know, memes or whatever have kept you from experiencing the paranormal activity movies, I highly recommend them. The yeah. OG paranormal activity movie uh, freaked me out. This is a great movie to watch in the dark, in the dead of night, alone in a quiet house. At it's 3 a.m. Well, it's one of those kind of movies, you know. Um <clears throat> Now, did you see the original, like, when it came uh, out? Uh, not when it came out. I'd say about a couple months later. I think when it was on DVD. Okay. Um, I think it's, it's a good one. Um, it's one of those things to where, like, after, like, the second or third one, it kind of, like, killed my interest in it. And I, I personally have watched and loved oh, every, single every single one, one of them. One. Some are way better than others. Yeah. What was the last one, There's though? a new one they just came out with. Uh, I, I want to say it might have been a Shutter original, or maybe it was Prime. Kin, like uh, next of Kin, or something. Yeah, like it was that. on Paramount. It's really good because it it it, it feels more like a reboot. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? I might because actually really a like a lot it. of the OG Paranormal Activity movies. I think the first like four are all yeah. about the same family and the lineage mm-hmm. and the daughters and kids and you know because the first movie is, um, man. I could talk endlessly about Paranormal Activity and give every spoiler away. Also, I think it's the original Paranormal Activity. Fun fact, it might be number two or something like that. There's a scene, I have to go back. There's a scene where the television's on because the husband-boyfriend dude is like watching a music video. Yeah. um, I'm 90% sure it's Despised Icon that he's listening to, and I thought that was super tight. Uh, Uh, Okay. On the scariness factor, I give original Paranormal Activity a 7 out of 10. Um, And overall, as a movie, I would give it like a 5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But there's like two or three key scenes that I can remember um, being so immersed that when the thing happened, you know. And this isn't really like a super jump scary kind of movie. No. And I think it's way more effective when they're able to build tension and horror yeah. using nothing but like the atmosphere or a sound effect or something like that. This is what, very much one of those kind of movies. But I also, give it a 7 out of 10. Scary I would, factor. I would say the original, and I would say like the first couple sequels, it's one of those movies where you have to watch like the peripherals of the screen. And that's yeah, what you know, a lot it, of because the... this is at its core, it's it's a haunted house movie. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, and the whole movie is is they have recently had um, a security system involved, yeah, that, like installed in the house, and they also own like a a, a video camera. Yeah, you know, uh, the dude, the husband guy, likes to record stuff. He also has the security stuff happen, like. So they 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 install security cameras at the beginning of the movie because of what they perceive as like a break in yeah. or whatever. Um, 
So you're seeing the entire movie basically through the course of security cameras. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, it'll be like a shot of the kitchen and maybe something falls off the mm-hmm. counter, which like in and of itself is very minimal, but in the tension that they've built in the scene, yeah, that it, it becomes freaky, you know? Yeah. And I think that it works well for like a trying to scare you factor because yes. you're so focused yeah. on it. Well, and this movie does a great job of think the, the scary things escalate. So mm-hmm. it becomes scarier the more you watch it, which is horror 101, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's world building. It's building the scene. It's yeah. building the tension slowly. So you're not super tense at the start of the movie, but by the end of it, you're on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity, OG, 7 out of 10. That was number six. Number five. <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. That was a good one, yeah. Um, I have... Um, controversial. Only controversial uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but came out when i was i was it came out before i was born but it was always on tv and my mom for some reason always watched it and well, it scared the crap out it was of me always on tv because it was made, made for, for tv, TV. Movie. <laughs> yeah. uh but the og original it okay um i'm tim just curry say, like yeah. og it tim curry himself is Little, little, uh, he'll always be Rocky Horror (laughs) drag queen guy. Um, and then, um, was a scary movie too. True. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the OG, OG uh, growing up, that movie like scarred me for years on end. Like, there'd be times it'd be like, you know, everybody's asleep. Um, it's like midnight and I have to go to the bathroom. You know, I gotta go pee. I don't want to look down the toilet or down the the drain, any drains because I'm like scared (laughs) of getting pulled through the drain and, all that kind of stuff. Hair. It, yeah, yeah. It really freaked me out. The balloon thing, not so much. Yeah. But mainly drains and clowns freaked me well, out see, for the and longest that's the time. Thing, is everybody and their mom likes to talk about how they're scared of clowns now to the point where it's almost like a cliche. But I feel yeah. like this movie is really the thing that kind of put that on the yeah, list. This and like Gacy, the real life yeah. serial killer who dressed as a clown. Yeah. You know, um, um, the, I think. Uh, because Gacy obviously had already happened when this movie came mm-hmm. out, so this movie kind of compounded onto that like fear, yeah, and really set put clowns like stapled them in the same category as zombies and vampires, you know, like it turned the clown into a horror icon, basically. Yeah. Um, and I want to say one of not nowadays, but back then, one of the biggest spooky factors of uh pennywise the dancing clown was the fact that he was uh a clown with a receding hairline (laughs) with a brooklyn taxi driver accent that sounded like he had a smoker's cough so you don't like new yorkers you're scared of male pattern baldness yeah that scares me (laughs) i think if there was a scary movie on male pattern baldness that'd be my number one um but yeah that movie like scarred me for years and it it had and and again same effect on my brothers and stuff the the way we've compiled this list is not necessarily what we believe to be the scariest movies but these are the movies that had a biggest impact on us yes so like you were saying you watched that when you were very young yeah and it kind of left a long-term impact on you i was running down the hallway to go back (laughs) in my room and jump under my covers that's how bad it was and it was and and it was because of it yes like when you were scared of the bump in the night it was pennywise you were younger 
I never fully watched the movie. I would just occasionally pass by the living room. My yeah. mom would be watching it. And I'm like, nope. I'll go back to my room. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and what did we? What did you rate that? Um, on the spooky factor, I rated a sace out of geese. for our bilingual listeners. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Number four or quattro, if we're gonna go off of the trend you've started. All right. Also controversial. Okay. I would say now I want you guys to remember the preface that we've already set. You have to remember the time this movie's came out in, okay? Our number four pick, which was one of my choices, is the original Blair Witch, okay? Blair Witch set a precedent for found footage horror yep. that everyone has been trying to um, emulate since then, okay? Mm-hmm. When this movie came out, for those that are younger than... I was born in 86. So for those that may not have been around in the mid-90s when this movie came out, there was actual controversy over whether or not this was a real movie. People could not agree on whether or not it was real until the actors started doing like um, the press circuit where they Mm -hmm. were doing interviews and stuff like that. That was when people finally realized this wasn't a real movie. It was before the height of the internet. Yeah, and it wasn't like everyone thought it was real. It was 50-50. People just could yeah. not agree. Is this a real movie or that not? uncertainty. Blair Witch is, if you are going to become a found footage horror film director, this is like your thesis statement, yeah. is this movie. It's this movie, blueprint. yes, this is the blueprint. You, now this may be spoilery. I might regret this for anyone that's never seen it. If you want to know how to make an effective horror movie using absolutely nothing but tension, I mean, you literally, I don't know if I want to say this. I should say it. You never see the enemy in this movie. And it is terrifying up until the bitter end. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people didn't like that ending. I think that is the most effective ending they could have possibly gone with. The fact that to this day, regardless of the Blair Witch remake or that horrible sequel they tried to monopolize on the Blair Witch name and make, mm-hmm. this movie as a standalone feature film from beginning to end is gritty, it's raw, it's realistic, and it shows how you can create horror and tension and scare the crap out of people without shoving a monster in their face yep. or a jump scare or a slasher film where everybody's getting cut up and stuff like that. This is just tension the movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's tension. all it is. Um, I saw it when I was very young, came out when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And... uh <clears throat> to this day, I am a humongous found footage horror movie junkie because I've been chasing the Blair Witch Dragon for my entire life. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Have you seen the original Blair Witch? Yes. You have? Um, I saw it a little bit after it came out, which I believe it came out in 99 or 2000. I I feel like it was maybe older than that. Google it real quick. I'm going to Google that while sure you talk. It was uh, at least late 90s or 2000 at the latest. Um, my brother, 99, 99. I would have okay. thought like 96, 97. Yeah. I figured 99. 99 was pretty spot on, which I think for that time, that movie is so monumental, um, to it 
like he's like we talked about earlier yeah. it's the blueprint for found footage movies it's, and it's, it's a uh, big genre as it is now iconic is the word i would use you know yeah what I mean? for sure especially now because i mean it's 2022 so yeah. we're talking 99 this movie's 23 years old so i i would say it's a classic yeah it's a classic sure. horror movie and if it's one of those you never got around to seeing there's a reason it's on this list it is absolutely must watch material for yeah. spooky season and 100%. if i can think there's kind of like movies each uh decade that have that uncertainty of is it real is it not yeah. real yeah because what 70s or well, 80s it cannibal was holocaust ho- yeah and that and was then, really the only movie before yeah. blair witch that was like a, is it real or not you yeah because the other ones like faces of death and stuff like it was pretty yeah. much accepted those that was real yeah you know? and then that came out and it i remember like growing up like hearing like people older than me talk about like yeah. the impact that movie had on filmmaking yes and it, just it, movies in general and it was it was again kind of like saw you know mm-hmm. like when saw every every horror movie is trying to be saw now right but mm-hmm. when saw came out we didn't have those cerebral twist and turn horror movies what we had were the slashers the jasons the freddies stuff mm-hmm. like that so saw was like whoa like big twist ending that's like yeah. crazy you know i didn't see that coming and now every horror movie tries to do that and i think blair witch is one of those movies that set a tone and it changed the face of filmmaking and storytelling you and know? i think that's like a, a universal opinion yeah i would agree oh. And same deal. It starts as a student film mockumentary mm-hmm. where they want to do this thing, you know, and, and that's why we have movies like The Taking of Deborah Logan. That mm-hmm. movie does not exist if Blair Witch isn't made yeah. in 99, you mm-hmm. know. Um, on the scariness factor, and um, maybe this is me as a child remembering, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, the raw intensity of that movie, I give it an eight and a half out of ten. I think that, it's, that, it's it's scary. pretty fair, yeah, um, for the impact that it's had. And like, I don't think I've like seen because I watch a lot of like YouTube videos on like people like rating horror movies yeah. that are like new or old. Um, and that that one gets brought up a lot. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's iconic. It like is you said. eight and a half out of ten. That was number four. We are officially in. The top three. You uh, picked our next one, so I'm going to let you introduce this one. Go ahead. All right. Nate's second Celsius of the morning. Number four. Three. No, three. My bad. Hold on, hold on. Okay, we got that established. It's number three. Why did people think, or why did you think it was number four? I don't know. Maybe it's because... I needed another Celsius. Maybe it's because of the first word in the movie. Oh. (laughs) Maybe your brain got a little confused. Maybe a little confuzzled. Now, this is... Okay, really quick before we get into the top three. The way we did this was Nate came up with his top five. I came up with my top five, and then we sat down, discussed our top five, and made agreements on where they should land on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nate is represent or presenting his picks. I'm presenting mine, and we agreed together where these fall on the list. So for number three, this is one of Nate's picks: the fourth kind. The fourth kind. Um, sorry, me and Joe. Yes. Um, at the time, it was. It was kind of controversial whether if it was like totally 100% real and like 
being like 50% real, whatnot, just because of like sequences of the movie. Yes, because it's shot in a film, it's shot as a movie, but then there are portions of the movie where Mm -hmm. they'll show like a home video and it's like this is an actual clip from the real case, blah, 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 yeah. And I still to this day don't actually even know, is it real or not? I think it's like 50-50. Yeah, I feel like it's a fake movie they made off of a real incident mm-hmm. that happened, right? Yeah. Which um, is what they wanted us to think, but I don't know. Yeah, you know. Um, which I believe it takes place in Canada of uh, people being abducted by aliens. Um, and that's, I think they took the alien aspect really well and made it into like a suspenseful, like yes. thriller, horror type movie. Um the main thing that like freaked me out about that movie it wasn't the owl um because that was like always the thing like, yeah the, the that was people the main would see like the owl show, yes. at the window and it'd be like a, a barn owl or something yeah. or um and it's that, the white owl uh, snow owl snow owl um yeah and it was always like the ending sequence that made me so uneasy and yes. like at the time i'm like 14 15 and that's a portion where they're showing the real home footage yes. right yeah. yeah uh it's an interview with the main the actual main character of the movie yes um and because essentially mia jovovich is reenacting supposedly yes. the lady that's in like the home videos. Yeah, right? and that's how they introduced yeah. the movie and it, everything. It, again, supposedly. We we yeah. still don't actually know if it was real or if it was just a really interesting way to tell a story. Yeah. And um, even then, if it's not real at all, it's done really well. Yeah. Um but the fact that it could be real, I think, is why this movie had such an impact on you specifically. Yeah. Um it kind of made me as I'm like going to bed, like make me like think like I can't go to go to bed because my mind is like racing and having all these like weird thoughts of, oh, is this it? Is is this true? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, but that ending scene where they have that last interview after she like gets uh, not abducted. Don't say too much. Yeah. It's an older movie. Uh, but um, when she has that encounter. Yes. Um, the way her face is, it's like so sunken in. Her eyes are like bulging yeah. out. She's like skinny. So this is a sci-fi alien abduction movie, but it mm-hmm. is very much filmed and presented as a documentary movie. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> like like you can tell that their the filmmakers' uh, intention was horror. Mm-hmm. They were trying to show you the the scary side of this, not yeah. the sci-fi side of this. And they did so in a way that we all collectively know at this point in 2022 that Blair Witch was fake, you know? Yeah. But the fourth kind and the thing that makes it so effective and why it put it's put in our top three because a lot of the movies are actually very slow or, or a lot of parts of the fourth kind are slow. Yeah. Kind of drawn out. Mm-hmm. But the fact that to this day we don't a hundred percent know if it was real mm-hmm. or not, yeah, I think is what still makes this such a scary movie. Yeah, and I think I think it's a little underrated. I would agree. Um, Most people probably but, have not seen this. Yeah, movie. Um, but man, that just watch it alone for the ending because that <laughs> that. Like if you're watching it as a family, you have to yeah. pause for the last 15 minutes and then take <laughs> yeah. turns watching. Yeah, it. <laughs> it, it was so unsettling for me, and like no hate for like the skinny people and everything, <laughs> but 
Man, she just looks so creepy, and it's it, it's so unsettling to me. And what did you rate that? Uh, I will. I rated that uh, seven and a half on the spooky scale. On the spooky scale, and and again, if you do choose to watch that film specifically from our list, um, hold out for the end. A lot of the movie mm-hmm. is gonna feel kind of slow, and you're kind of waiting for things to happen. Hold out for the end on that one; it's worth it. That takes us number two. That was pretty good. Was that okay? Yeah. Uh, it's like a haunted house kind of thing, you know? Number two and number one, what you guys need to know is that me and Nate both wanted them on our list. We yeah. collectively agreed on number one and number two. Okay. So we are, these are, these are our top two that we agree on. Everything else on this list, we picked separately and we had to figure out where it landed on the list. But these two, technically three, because number two is two films. Yeah. Um, we highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Like this is coming from both of us. At number two on the list, we actually have two films because we couldn't decide which one. Yeah. So I'm just going to say you need to carve out like a four-hour block one evening and mm-hmm. have a movie marathon with these two movies. And those two movies are VHS 1 and VHS 2. Yep. Highly recommend. These are anthology horror movies. Now, what anthology means is that a bunch of horror movie directors got together and made a series of short films that were compiled into one overall movie. So the premise for the first VHS, and I believe this is the first one, is is that the is the first one the one where they it's, break into the house and they yeah, find the t- Okay, little, so yeah. they break into a house. And they find a collection of VHS tapes, and out of curiosity, they decide to put one in. So that is a small five-minute segment that will happen between each movie. Mm-hmm. And then when they put the VHS tape in, then you are seeing an individual director's contribution to yeah. the film. And then it'll cut back to the house where they put in a different movie, and then you're seeing don't, a separate director. Don't okay? want to give away any of that. Don't want to give anything away because even that segment between has its own story, yeah. you know? And then each VHS tape is a separate story. Um, but they are VHS tapes, so this is very found footage Each one mm-hmm. is made to look like they found a tape that someone recorded and met an untimely end kind of thing. And I think they're roughly about like 10 <clears throat> to 15 minutes. Yeah, these are short films. Yeah. Um, but there is one specific short film from the first VHS, and I'll say the first two VHSs, I think there's maybe only one short film in each one that I don't like. Yeah. Um, they have also since come out with VHS Viral, VHS 94, and VHS 99 comes out within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So you could actually maybe even squeeze in the rest of the VHSs mm-hmm. if you find yourself liking the first two, but I do want to give a heads up. Those other uh, 94 and Viral are nowhere near as good as the first no. two. I think but Viral is the least it's definitely the worst one uh 94 um, but we have our good. fingers crossed for 99 yeah we're i'm hoping to see a resurgence of the franchise uh vhs one there is i don't even want to like give any spoilers away it's like the it's very first one these. it's the first one is yeah. it, and it starts this movie with like a gut punch yeah. you know what i mean and like you're on edge for the rest of the movie yeah. because of how this thing starts um 
And because we're recommending both of these, I highly recommend like just watch them in order, watch the full movie. Mm-hmm. Some segments are not as good as others, but it's 10 minutes long. If you don't like a segment, wait 10 minutes, it'll be over. Maybe 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> While we're still talking about this, keep going. I want to see if I can see what streaming service it's on because I really want people to watch it. I know they were on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. I know VHS 94 was a Shudder original. And the, so and I would the new imagine one will be on Shudder. They're probably all on Shudder. If I had to guess, I would say they're probably all on Shudder. Which, if you have Amazon Prime, Shudder is like a four ninety nine a month add-on. It's very cheap. And you should have it, at the very least, for spooky season. Um, so the first VHS... Uh, I knew nothing about when I watched it. It was like we popped it in and just started playing it. Mm-hmm. And I have never been more like hyped at the end of a movie. I wanted to see more like that. And I can say there's not a whole lot else like that. There are, um, there are many horror anthology movies, bro. Okay. Don't so worry about it. It looks like they're both on Prime and then on Hulu VHS one is on there. I think they're on Shutter. I think things that, that show up on Shutter uh on Google it says Prime because yeah. that's where you can watch Shutter at is on Prime. Um <clears throat> there's not a whole lot that, there's nothing else I can think of that's like the VHS franchise. There are no. other anthology horror movies, but they're not um this is the only like found footage where the premise is that these are real VHS tapes yeah. that somebody found, you know. And then um, the second one, ooh. there is a scene, one of the scenes, and maybe this has more to do with like my faith and things yeah. like that make me uncomfortable, um, which we'll get to on number one. Uh, but, or maybe it's just a testament to how well they made this film. But there is a, a scene in the second VHS movie that freaked me out. Well, I- the one that you're talking about, I think the placement for it is really good too. It's like it's right the, in the middle, right? No, it's the very last one. Is it? Are yes. you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. It's the final one, and it ends on such yeah. a like. Would you call it a cliffhanger? Because it pretty much resolves, but it kind it's of like resolves. A, but what what I think is so interesting about that, and a lot of these films, is. Almost all of the short films in the VHS franchise could be expanded on and yeah. made into a feature-length film mm-hmm. with sequels and things like that. You know what I mean? And I think it would almost be cool if one of these directors that made these like went back and was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a whole movie for yeah. this." You know? Um, but that the, one though, yeah. And the I think I like the pacing of the mm-hmm. VHS movies. They are these short 15-minute films, so they have to move the story along a little quicker than you typically would, which means you don't get bored as often. And if a story is boring you, you know you're minutes away from Mm -hmm. the next story starting. Um, And it's not like Oscar-worthy acting or anything. Yeah, I mean, these are independent films. Yeah. There's no big budget behind any of these. Each director, I think, like funded their own short film. Well, even then, that last scene, I think it was still done really well. Yeah, like special effects. The budget that they had. Yeah, Yeah. 100%, which Um, is a testament to the fact that there are really talented filmmakers out there that we just don't know about because they haven't been backed by a major production company, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. and, and it's, uh yeah, VHS 1 and 2. But I'm glad we both agree on, like, yes. those both scenes being, like, 
Kind the of best, like the right? Yeah, they're best. And, and and again, the whole movie is worth watching. Yes, but there are there are specific scenes from one and two that will like like actually left an impact. Those are the ones that you talk about because they're yeah. like stuck like, in your head. Well, and that's the thing them. is the first scene mm-hmm. in VHS one. The whole you watch the whole movie. You watch another four or five stories, and when that movie ends, it's like the first scene that you're still talking about. You know what I mean? And that's not to say the other ones aren't good, but no. that first one was just like, "Yo, what?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you're in for a ride. At yes. the first one. Yeah. So highly, 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 highly recommend. Can't stress it enough. Yes, I would say if we were to knock our eighteen, nineteen movies or whatever down yeah, to like a top all. five, <laughs> yeah. VHS would still be in there. VHS one and two would be in that top five of like you have to watch them this spooky season. Yes, one hundred percent. And on that note, you think we should even get to number one? Should we mess around? <laughs> should, talk we about, should we just leave them drag it out? <laughs> we can do our honorable mentions before our number one. Yeah, let's do that. Do our, or we could just take an ad break right now while everybody's dying to hear the number one. You know, Ooh, that's spooky. <laughs> spooky ad break. Um, we're gonna do our honorable mentions real quick. And then these an we're not break. we're not gonna spend a ton of time on the honorable mentions. These are just the movies that we weren't sure if we wanted them on our list or not. And I would like to say. Um, what are you doing over there? I was seeing. Do you have my honorable mentions? Yeah, they're on my okay. list. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on top of the honorable mentions, we are about to say uh, we did also discuss the tape, taking of Deborah Logan and the visit. Yes, wh- which are on that honorable mention list. So that's why I say we have uh, like a like a twenty film list basically for you to go through. I'm gonna burn through mine real quick. You can burn through yours, and then we'll get to number one. Uh, Southbound. Another anthology horror movie. This one is not found footage, but it's excellent. Okay. I highly recommend Southbound. Um, if you get through the VHS movies and you decide you like the anthology format and you want to explore that more, Southbound would be the next on my list. Okay. Event Horizon. Sam Neill, a.k.a. Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park, plays an excellent bad guy in a sci-fi horror movie. The basic premise of this movie is that they are on a ship that is capable of interstellar travel. They wind up accidentally going through hell, and the ship itself becomes possessed. Okay? Really good horror movie. Um, And it'll also fit that sci-fi vibe, if that's what you're into. Uh, I have the It remake Mm-hmm. on my list i don't like necessarily the og it yeah. we've discussed this that was actually a bit uh one of the only movies on our list that like we kind of went back and forth but we wanted to make sure both of our voices were being yeah. heard i would recommend the it remake over the original it based on production quality alone. oh yeah I, you know? i'd still recommend that yeah uh, I, those... I think as, as far as a horror movie yeah. goes i think the it remake is much scarier than the original and i think it's it's good that they did chapter one and chapter yes. two and i think um, scars killed it that the, so the whole casting for yes. both of those movies is done really well um and i think that's also a love letter to to the uh, actual book and then the last one i have on my list because we were only supposed to do three but i snuck yeah. one in there because i remembered it while we were talking about our top 10 list and this would have actually made it on the top 10 had i thought about it beforehand um a netflix hidden gem called the ritual mm-hmm. have you seen that you need I'm to see that to if you haven't see it's really good it. dudes go out in the woods they have this trip planned um a friend dies they decide they need to take this trip anyway as like a love letter to their friend they go out in the woods and this is very much a ritualistic cult of uh 
devil worshiper things. Yes. The end? Yes. Yeah, I have seen it. That's, yeah. that's definitely the ritual one of my, is yeah, a, yeah. I highly recommend, and I would even highly recommend so far as to say that this should have been in my top 10 list. Okay. So if you take, if you're cherry picking which movies to put on your must watch, please watch the ritual. That one last thing, that ending. Yes. Yes. The, I will say this movie is done more really well. of a creature feature. Yes. But the creature is so tight. Yeah. And terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my three, uh, honorable, mentions. honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to go up. This is one that, uh, we both agreed on. Okay. But one of us had to sneak it in. Yeah. Uh, grave encounters, grave encounters. Um, another found footage yes. type. And, and very, this is a much more low budget. Yeah. One. Like you can tell, like this thing was mm, like um, no budget possibly, but it's like ghost adventures, but like scarier. Yeah. And but, like more well, real. They, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It would be like ghost hunters, like one yeah. of those TV shows, but like if they went into place and everything yeah. is actually it's, completely, it's, like it's kind of up. a serious parody of ghost adventures, but it winds up being really effective yeah. because of the, they did take some chances on some twists and turns that I think they pulled off very well. Yeah. Um, um, next, another one I highly recommend just because, it's very monumental in my life. Um, I, I agree. Um, Alien. Yeah, the original, uh, the original Alien. one. Granted, the sequel is a better movie. Yes. But the, but the original, sequel is a sci-fi action movie. Yes. Um, the original had so much tension and yes. like suspense and like horror type. Yeah. If you haven't seen the OG Alien, first of all, like what is wrong? Yeah. Why are you even listening <laughs> yeah. this far? You clearly don't care about movies. Yeah. But the I would say the OG is like fifty percent horror, fifty percent sci-fi. Yeah, you know, um, and, and, it, and because of that, that's the only reason it didn't make our top ten list. Yeah, um, but it sets like the suspense and mood so well. Um, another honorable mention. Um, I think it's better than the original. It's the original is very popular. It's like a would you call it a cult classic or is it just like a classic? Uh, yes. Now? I, okay. To preface, it is a Stephen King, and it's a Stephen King from like the eighties. Yeah, know? so uh, everything Stephen King from that time period has well, that like has cult like classic that, moniker that, to um, it. You know, what do you call it? That fan base. Yes, to where like they obsess over it. Yeah, and and I and and I would say I would consider the original a cult classic. But you, I I just don't think it's super scary. Which is why I didn't no, make the list. No, but it has like yes. that vibe. But I, you actually liked this movie more than the original. Yes, I do. Um, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, I which think is it's, the sequel to The Shining. Yes. Even though it's like, what, maybe 30, 40 years after the yeah, original? Yeah, I mean, it came out, what, like four years ago, five years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty done good. very well, and it, the storytelling's really good. Ian McGregor's in it. Yeah. Uh, he, everything he touches is pretty much like really good, like entertainment wise. And see, and, and I think that's interesting because the original it you saw as a child that had an impact, but The Shining wasn't a big deal to you. Yeah. And I'm the vice versa, which is yeah. why I think the It remake is better mm-hmm. and you think The Shining sequel is better because it yeah. really goes back to like what did we consume as a child yeah. that had an impact on us. You yeah. Know? And I'm not completely knocking like The Shining. Yeah. It's, like, it's a good movie, but I think Dr. Sleep. It's a lot more entertaining yeah. um, as a movie as a whole. <clears throat> and there is one film we went back and forth and back and forth and added and removed and added and removed. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to give it an honorable, honorable mention slot just for the hell of it. Not a super scary movie, but it is one of those like, it's like a, it's, it's nostalgia. 
and that's 13 ghosts yeah you know i like it's not gonna you're not gonna be checking your closet after you watch it or anything but it, and it is scary it has like scary moments mm-hmm. in it but it's just one of those like uh we you could, can tell we it's from find, the early 2000s yes, for sure we couldn't like we both like this movie but we couldn't find a good place on our lists yeah. for this movie. If, so you know? if you haven't seen it, give it a chance. Um, it, it's it's kind of silly, but also kind of scary. You know, it's uh, it hasn't aged well. No, like the way it no. looks and stuff is pretty bad by today's standards. Would you want to see like an expansion of that? Like maybe a remake or know. a reboot. I think they. I think they. Let I think that the whole die. concept of now, like the different ghosts. Is, <clears> I think cool. if it got handled like Evil Dead. Where it got remade with yeah. a completely different vibe and a completely yeah, different I think director. That's what I'm about. Maybe that could be um, cool. But, but it it's kinda like I don't know. Because each ghost was like a outlandish character, it's all yeah. it, it feels like Pokemon almost you know, a, like a it's little like, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it did like these weren't real people. Well, I think they know? would have gave it a more serious tone and kind is of expanded it, it like, on that. Who's in it? Matthew uh, Lillard, you know, yeah. so that's heavy every, hitters right there. Yeah. Matthew Lillard and Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, and, and neither of them am I like, whoa, that's who I wanted my horror movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Monk yeah. and Shaggy. You know, like, <laughs> bro, Monk is tight. Uh, not scary though. No, 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 the, no, no, definitely the, not. The Mister Bean horror hour, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You know. Um, so those are our honorable mentions. So on that note, we're gonna get into. You want to do it in use? Number one. Right after this ad break. <laughs> hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. We're back with number one. Ooh, that was good. That was good. That was good. I like that. Our number one pick. Drum roll, please. Uh, boom! Hereditary. Man. This may seem kind of like a cop outy kind of answer, but I can say definitively of movies that have unsettled me to the point of silence as an adult, <laughs> yeah. Hereditary is at the very top of my yeah. list. You know what's so great about that movie is that's like that director's first. Yeah, uh, Ari Aster is mm-hmm. his name, and that put him on the map, and that has made me because he's one of those like writer director guys. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> um, anything that dude puts out, I'm going to have to check it yeah. out, and and it makes me mad uncomfortable. That movie does. Um, but that's why I think it is so effective as a horror yeah. movie. And we collectively agreed yeah. on that one. And it's funny because when we both went outside and started our lists, like that was both of our very first and very top pick. Yeah. Now, again, that may seem like a cop-out answer, but if you have not gotten around to seeing Hereditary yet, mm-hmm. um, it... <sighs> 
like I can't even say that I would recommend everybody watch this movie. I actually had to watch it twice to get through it. Yeah. Now, like I said, <clears throat> I am a man of faith. There are a lot of things in this movie that I think uh, will make me more uncomfortable than the average horror movie consumer. Yeah. Um, that having been said, I do think that's what makes it effective horror. Mm -hmm. It's like horror is supposed to make you uncomfortable. Yes. We are not supposed to be so desensitized by horror movies that you can watch Jason kill 13 people and it have no effect on you. Mm -hmm. But we are. We are desensitized. And this, um, I think Ari Aster has really created a new genre of mm -hmm. horror that now everyone else is going to be compared to. Mm -hmm. Like every other horror movie. And every, and like I said, I talked about this last week. I went and saw Barbarian. It was ass. Yeah. And that's because I, I wanted it to be the next hereditary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's. No. The hills have breasts. <laughs> that's literally what. That's that movie in a nutshell. Yeah. And I think people who haven't seen it yet, because it's talked about a lot. A lot. Yeah. What are you doing? If you like, like spooky stuff and you haven't seen that movie, you, you effing up. It, it's it's hard if you haven't seen it if, if you are a horror connoisseur mm -hmm. and you haven't seen it i find that impossible to leave if you haven't seen it at this point i feel like you might not be a horror connoisseur mm -hmm. and if that's the case this might not be the movie for you um it i mean it starts off with a gut punch and it doesn't let up yeah and it gets more and more and more uncomfortable and i will say the only reason I did not put his second film, Midsummer, on the list is because I wanted to build up to Hereditary. Yeah. Now, once you've seen Hereditary, I do recommend you see Midsummer as well. Mm -hmm. um, but and that's one one of the things I really like about him. He'd made because Hereditary, as like a color palette, it's really dark, and then uh, Midsummer. Still, really creepy movie, but it's a whole different like color palette. It's well, very the whole concept with that was: can I make an effective horror movie where the entire movie takes place during daytime? Yes, and the answer is yes, you can. Yeah, if you very are very Yeah, uh, let um, me make sure I'm saying his name right. I'm 99 sure that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, and that's one of the main things in a successful yeah. like horror movie is the tone, and that movie has. The correct yeah. tone, tone throughout. And tone and tone. Um, and it's not predictable. Yeah. Now, he did work on uh, quite a few things um, before Hereditary, but Hereditary was really like his feature film debut. Everything yeah. else that I'm seeing on like IMDb is something I've literally never heard of. Like yeah. I think they were just independent films yeah. that he made on his own. Uh, um, <clears throat> whatever studio exec greenlit that movie what, thing. Is it an A24 movie? Yes, it has it A24 vibes. Yes, it's an A24 um, movie, and so is yeah. Midsummer. If you like A24 films, I would say Hereditary is like the quintessential A24 mm -hmm. film. And uh, as of today, I would say I... As far as a successful horror movie goes, and what I mean when I say successful is its ability to elicit horror... Uh, I think it might be the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. See, well, that that gave me an idea. It's kind of like 
you know there's movies every so often that yes. have that effect um, yeah this is like our generation's version of like the exorcist yes yeah, i was gonna say that, that and uh the omen yeah so i think the omen came out like kind a decade of i would say this later isn't as on the nose bashed over your head like religion as like the omen or the exorcist yeah. but by the end of this film it, you very much get the same vibes yeah um i think every portion of this movie is perfect as a horror movie yeah even the sound design like with the soundtrack mm -hmm. the entire soundtrack will make you feel uncomfortable yeah. and uneasy the way he frames shots mm -hmm. will make you feel uncomfortable and uneasy everything about this movie is um is terrifying yeah it's a really freaky movie and if you watch this movie uh like i watched this movie in theaters um and driving home after this this movie was over, I was literally speechless. And that doesn't happen. Yeah, me, weren't you, you saying know? like I, I had you wanting to look over your shoulder? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you know, checking out the rearview mirror and stuff. Um, <clears throat> like that scene in Jeepers uh, Creepers, Gothica. Oh. Remember that? Yeah, Holly Berry. Yeah, she like looks in the rearview mirror. And there's like a ghost in the back seat. Um, this isn't a ghost movie. It's <sighs> supernatural. It's supernatural. But I think another thing that scares me about this movie is the thought that there are subsects of our society underground, like 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 not in the limelight, yeah. that more than likely do behave this way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like very secret society hidden in yeah. the shadows type stuff that we you know we'll never hear about. It's but it's so hard talking about this movie it without is. spoiling. It is, um, and I, I, I would hope that most people have seen this yeah. film already, but if you haven't, um, please and go you, watch you it. And you genuinely want to have, like, a spooky vibe for the Halloween season, yeah. uh, Hereditary is unsettled. very much at the top it. of the list. And we both agreed on the scary factor, this movie gets a 10 out of 10. Yes. And it is our number one pick. So, by a round of applause... Hereditary, yay. What's all that movement back there? <laughs> Hereditary gets our number one pick. We hope you guys have enjoyed this list. We hope you guys are going to um, take this list seriously. Go back, rewatch it if you forgot to write the stuff down, skim through, make a list of, uh, of your top picks. Mm -hmm. Write us in with some of your top picks. I would love to know comment section um on youtube email email we would love to recap this in the next episode and briefly touch on some of y'all's favorite movies that actually scared you okay yes. movies that actually scared you um with that having been said we are already over an hour and a half on this podcast episode so we are going to breeze through questions i think you know what there is there's one question uh, that I want to touch on because that's all we really have time for. Okay. The question is why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haley Hendricks, Logan's wife. We love her. She asked, at what point do you stop being young? And I think that's a good question. Because, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I have my answer. I want to hear it. Um, it's a mental thing. Do you think so? Yes, it's about, it's always. Drive? Yeah. It's about power? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, because I like to I have. I think it's about like, perception, though, right? Yeah, same same ordeal. It's you know? all about perception, how you are mentally. I always like to think, 
that I'm not getting old. I'm 27. I'm still pretty young, but I'm um, getting older, but never growing up. I'm 35. Okay. I'm one of the older people in most of the people that I interact with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like um, our clients, people that I work with, things like yeah. that. Most people are younger than me. There's two people that work here that are older than me. Mm-hmm. And most of our clients are in their 20s. Yeah. You know? So I'm one of the older people, you know? But if I'm talking about my health, my career, my future goals, things like that to someone who's 50, the first thing they're going to say is like, oh, you're still young. Yeah. Because to them, I am, right? Mm -hmm. It's about perception, you know? Whereas somebody's turning 21, they're old enough to drink, time of their life, whatever. That's the oldest they've ever felt. They feel like an adult, you know? But I would look at them and be like, dude, you're so young. You're going to make so many mistakes. So I don't know at what point do you stop being young? Because if you think about it, a young adult, they can be married with children. Yeah. And an older adult might still call them young man. Yeah. You know, it, young, it's all about young perception. Woman. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, it has to do with societal perception. I would say, I, I would say 18, because at that point, it's at that, that point, legality. well, and that's when we say uh, that you're no longer a minor, right? Yeah. You know, like legally, you're a young you adult. Can, yeah, you, legally, you can do things. And yeah, we call it a young adult. So you're still technically young, but you are an adult, right? Yeah. So I I don't know. That's a hard question. That's why I picked that to be the only question that we had time for today, you know? Um, <clears throat> I think it's about perception. Yeah. Because if we want to know at what stage you stop being young, we could look back at that old cliche where they say you're only as old as you feel. Mm-hmm. If there's a 60-year-old dude out there skydiving and he's in a rock band and he rides a motorcycle like that dude's younger than i am you know (laughs) which president was it that was always going skydiving on his birthday was it george bush senior i have no idea i think so sounds like some teddy roosevelt stuff that dude was a badass yeah he was you know like honestly um at what point do you stop being young i don't know i think uh you tell yourself well when enough life happens to you yeah you don't you don't necessarily feel young anymore i think it might be easier to say at what point in your life were you you know robbed of your innocence i feel like that happens to all of us at some point in our life our innocence is taken away or given away or whatever it may be and and you're a changed person after that Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's when you stop being young when you can no longer be innocent man this just turned into the spookiest part of the episode yeah the therapy part (laughs) (laughs) adult mental illness (laughs) (laughs) um i'm really excited for this episode i would love please for the love of all that is holy give us some damn feedback yeah okay drop a comment shoot an email Iron Right Tattoo Podcast at gmail.com. Also, Iron Right Tattoo Podcast on Instagram. And you know what? Share this damn episode. We have a lot of supporters out there that I don't be seeing sharing. 
And we can't grow a community if you guys don't share with your friends. Always remember, sharing is caring. Yeah, share with someone and say, ooh, listen to this. It's a good list. Maybe we should watch some of these for Halloween. <laughs> you know, to your SO. Significant other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Share, like, subscribe, comment, ring the bell, rate us. We need it. We need it. Ow. Peace. Do that again. Why is it only coming through one ear? Are you hearing that too? Yeah. It's only coming through one ear. What? Wait. Try again. Okay. That was it. Peace. Later.